Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Welcome back to Talkville. Guys, we're almost at the end of season two. This is the last, second to last episode. I'm really excited. Tom, are you excited about it? Yeah, we uh, we just went to a con this last weekend, had a lot of fun, met at least five patron members. We that did. was fun. Eugene and Leah and, uh, and um, um, who else? Who's the little girl again? Mary. Um, who's the little girl that we saw in uh, photo Zoe ops? underscore Zoe. Yep, she's so, grown about a foot since we saw her last. So many patrons supporting the podcast. Well, I also got a lot of questions about whether or not we were even going to do season three of this. So yeah. we'll see. So we need the patrons to continue to support us. Uh, and anyway, look, it's a rewatch podcast. We got Ryan here. Um, thank God we pushed the time a little today so Ryan could watch the episode, <laughs> get his shit together. Uh, got other jobs, man. Our socials, it's very, very important to uh, follow us, write a review. If you just listen, it's it's great. But like writing a review, follow us on our handle, following us on our handles um, at Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Talkville Pod on the Twitter. Um, the hotline, if you want to leave questions, we always love hearing from you. And that's 213-JET-CUTE, J-E-T-CUTE. And uh, I want a big shout out to Bryce. Bryce is always here with us um, when we record to Ryan, to our amazing editor, Jason, who really makes it um, watchable, cuts our bullshit as best as he can. And without Jason, I don't know what the hell we do. He's awesome. He's so awesome. He's such a good dude, too. I love him. I love that guy. Jason, you're probably watching this if you're editing, but I do. I love you. I think you're awesome. We should have him as a guest because he's the one who really has to listen to this stuff more than anybody else. Yeah, we should have him. He'd be like, yeah, man, you got here's how chill he is, Jason. This chill. Ask me a question, Ryan. What'd you have for lunch today? I think I had a chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just very chill. I love it. Watch out. Your hair's on fire. Oh, oh really? that's not good. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, I know. I really enjoy your uh, your shows, man. It's uh, There's some good stuff in there, man. I'm enjoying it, man. <laughs> All right, Jason. Hashtag goals, Jason. Jason, I wish I was as chill as you. Also, go to the TalkvillePodcast.com for amazing merch. Uh, Tom and I signed some pictures that I'm going to be putting up soon. And we have May Charters, uh, who did the last piece of art. She's going to do another one. And so that will be cool. I think it's going to be the one where we're in the barn, I'm hoping, where I say our friendship is going to be the stuff of legend. So when we have those, there'll only be X amount of prints and all that. We're also having a, damn, who's that shirt that's coming <laughs> out? And uh, that's going to be fun. And I also asked Bryce if he could make a shirt that says, stop shitting on the show, Rosenbaum. And on the back, it yeah, has we... on the back, it has three bombs. <laughs> I'm sure Alan Miles will love that. Without further ado, let's get into it. Season two, episode 22. This is called Calling. Aired May 13th, 2003. Director Terrence O'Hara, who Tom and I love. He was one of those old school guys who, when he directed, he's like, yeah, Michael. Um, yeah, that was, that, was, that was really good. What I want you to do is just. Take your time a little bit. You know, I don't know. I'm like Columbo. Yeah, take your time with that. Just one more thing, Mr. Rosenbaum. You said that the the the, the knife was in your left hand, but you're you're right-handed, right? Hey, just a question. Thank you. <laughs> you reminded me of a baseball, like a baseball coach. Good kid. Good, good job. Vaughn, good job. Get in there. Pissing me off, Vaughn. Uh, writer Ken he, Biller. He, I also remember. I also remember him saying, "Like Rosenbaum, stop fucking around." Oh yeah, stop fucking around. <laughs> started bring, he just he just died what in december of 2022 oh that's too bad are you kidding me no terrence o'hara just died that's what that's what it says no that can't be are you sure that's that december sucks. 5th he's only 76 only 76. i mean of course i think this now but he would have been a great guest on the show he was he was probably my top three directors of all time on that show. I loved him. It can't be. He just fucking died. Well, 
I don't want to linger on it right now, but I'll cry later for sure. Um, guest star Emmanuel Vaugier as Helen Bryce. I uh, love her. Rob LaBelle as Dr. Frederick, who's pretty damn good. He's 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 so nerdy. I love him. But like in that scene, uh, it's in the I think it's in the finale where he puts his hand out to me and Lionel Luther. It might have been in the in this one. I, I can't remember because I watched them both. But he puts his hand and goes, no, like that. And every time it's in the outtakes, I just I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't take him seriously. I was like, oh my God, I go, this is so bad. Is it real? And it turned out fine because they cut around it with his hand. But I, whew, that was tough. Terrence Stamp as the voice of Jor-El. Now, Terrence uh-huh. Stamp did the voice of Jor-El for Superman, right? It wasn't Brando. Was it Brandon? No, he was he was Zod. Oh, he was Zod. Yeah, in the second or third, whatever there was, yeah. Uh, synopsis, as Lex tries to mend his relationship while planning his rehearsal dinner, Dr. Walden awakes from his catatonic state. Hell-bent on defending civilization from the prophecy of the Kawachi cave walls. At the time, the drama of the love triangle intensifies, causing a deeper rip between Chloe and her best friends, which pissed me off quite a bit in those last two episodes. <laughs> Oh my God, I thought it was over. And she's like, yeah, I saw you. And I'm like, shut up. Fudge. Just shut up. I mean, what is it? it just knew, makes her like knew, so annoying. I knew yeah. when I was watched, I knew when I was watching it that it was pissing you off. Well, Tom, here's the thing. Chloe knows. How many times does she have to say, I know you love Lana. I know Lana loves you. I know they're meant to be. But she's just still playing that victim. Like, oh, oh I have hope that Clark's going to... Let it go. You see them making out. Just say, I, I give up and let them be happy. Snap out of it. Just shit, man. Shit. The episode begins with Dr. Walden, catatonic, getting a cat scan. Lex is asked to visit where he learns that Walden's brain is back to normal. As he learns this, Walden springs up. He grabs Lex's hand and starts murmuring, the day is coming. The day is coming. Do you do you remember having trouble with that, too? Like, did that make you oh, laugh? Oh, yeah. Everything I thought maybe did. it did. Everything did. The day is coming. The day is coming. I'm like, dead till dawn. Dead till dawn. Brains. Brains. I'll eat your brains. Uh, He passes out. That night, Lana visits Clark in his uh, loft, surprising him with birthday cake. And Clark returns his romantic gesture by telling her it's not even really his birthday. The two reconcile under the stars. Clark tells her that she is his wish come true as they share a smooch. Which, you know, everybody, you're watching it and you're like, finally, this is great. And then (laughs) it's not great. (laughs) It's not great. It never can be great. It just can't be great. Um, You know, it's weird because Clark's like in this mood because I don't really know when my birthday is because I didn't really know my parents. It's like, come on, boohoo, shut up. Come on. Stop you're, being a jerk. You're 16. She baked your you're cake. in a moment. You got this beautiful girl right there. Look at the stars and make love, man. Come on. Um, the <laughs> you're next 16. Morning, you can't make love at 16? I didn't make love till I was 18. And it wasn't love. Well, it was like, yeah. just hang in there, dude. The next morning, the Kents get a visit from Lex, who asks Jonathan and Martha to sit with him at the rehearsal dinner. Since Lionel isn't invited, Jonathan's still impressed with Lex's farmhand abilities, so he gladly agrees. I love him. Bryce writes that shit in there. He's impressed with his farm abilities, his farmhand. Over at the town, Lana is helping prepare for Lex's rehearsal dinner. Chloe shows up and asks her if that's why she was out so late instead of talking. Oh, yeah. By the way, I just felt like I love Kristen, obviously, and I'm not going to, you know, but do you ever notice people's reactions are just like, like, why are you out so late? Ask me why I was out so late, Tom. Why were you out so late, Michael? Oh, I just had stuff to do. I was just, I don't know. I had homework and um, yeah, just dealing with my aunt Nell. She was like running the house naked and I just, you know, whatever. <laughs> but like honestly like she all of a sudden goes um well hey what? aunt nell's gone and she's living with chloe oh yeah they don't really bring that up again how'd you know that because it comes because they have scenes together later well she brings it up in that scene where she's like yeah. she knows she says something to chloe yeah. says something to Clark i'm sorry about it. i'm oblivious my bad <laughs> Instead of talking about the action in the loft, Lana confirms that Chloe's right. And Clark, who's also suspiciously tired, walks in requesting a double espresso. And we get a very awkward love triangle fueled silence, which thankfully gets broken by Pete. And I got to tell you, Pete was really good in these two episodes. You said this. He comes in. He doesn't have a lot, but he's always in the moment, man. I, I give yeah. it up for Pete. I didn't watch these episodes, but I I'm, I really love what, what Sam does. Yeah. On her way out, Chloe makes another reference to Cinderella saying... 
She has wicked stepsisters to undermine. This can be seen as a dig towards Lana, who sees Chloe as her sister. Clark goes on to ask Lana out, and Lana tells him that their rendezvous was a mistake. At Smallville Medical, Lex and Helen talk about the rehearsal. He shares the news about the Kents, and Helen urges him to reconcile with his father. As he shakes this off, they enter Helen's office, and it's ransacked. Everything has been turned over, and Clark's blood sample has been stolen. I was convinced Lionel did it in this moment. I was like, oh, that's, that's what Lionel does. I had no idea Lex did it. Did you? No. That was a good twist, wasn't it? It was yeah. good. Yeah. That was like, um, I mean, that's in the future. That's not yet. Well, that's in the next episode after. But, you know, we get there. She leaves to share the news of Jonathan Kent back on the farm. Jonathan is confused on why she's been holding that sample and why it wasn't just a regular uh, semen, urine, or stool sample. She's suspicious that Jonathan <laughs> is behind it. And Jonathan is suspicious that she wants to share the information with Lex. But I'll see you at the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> So awkward. Helen lies to Jonathan saying Lex is not the man he thinks he is. When in fact he is, uh, as she has been shown by Lex's personal stalker room dedicated towards Clark. Yeah. And what we never get is when Helen is finds out about Lex later, she doesn't even like call Jonathan and been like, you know what? You were right. Yeah. And I don't think Lex is a stalker. I just think that he was, I mean, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of reasons why he's like, wait, what? Clark was here. Clark was here. Something's not an add up. It's not adding up. Uh, Clark visits Lex in his office, asking to be seated away from Lana. And by the way, Tom, Clark is now the best man. So you have to think, oh, so he asked a high school sophomore if he'll be his best man at the wedding. That's got to be the first. Yeah, I have a sophomore uh, in high school. He's my best man. That's got to be the oddest thing ever. Who are the ad wizards who came up with that one? Uh, Clark visits Lex in his office, asking to be seated away from Lana. After she brushed him off, he then talks about his birthday kiss with her. Lex consoles Clark and tells him that Lana is likely scared and needs more reassurance from him. So Clark takes this sage advice and meets up with Lana, who is riding her horse. Lana opens up more about her worries of ruining friendships by them taking it to the next step. Clark tells her not to worry and that the risk is more than worth the reward. Their combo is interrupted as Clark echoes, hears echoes of someone saying, the day is coming. The day is coming. And then Clark says, damn, who's that? <laughs> damn, who's that? I believe it's coming from the skies. Tom, any memories uh, or issues doing that scene like this with the uh, with the horse in the shot the whole time? Is it always uh, a pain there's, there? I've spoken about this before where there was an unwritten rule that um, you weren't supposed to put your hands in your pockets during scenes because it takes down your energy unless you're making a choice to do it. And I do recall in that scene, my hands were in my pockets because the horse, so the horse wouldn't come to me or try to pay attention to me. We just stay on its mark. Oh. That's what that was. Yeah. We cut back to Dr. Walden, who's being held in a padded room, pacing around, murmuring, the day is coming. The day is coming. His eyes have turned to normal, but he seems more and more delusional. As Lex Luthor and another doctor are talking outside the room, Walden shoots a beam of energy through the door, sending them to the ground and allowing him to escape. <laughs> I thought your face was funny. When, they, when he right. steps forward, you go... <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, yeah, something stupid. They always catch these moments when you when you don't think they're going to use a moment where you're reacting. They use a different one when you're reacting to something else yeah. they thought was cooler or more. I don't know what it was. I I mean, hindsight's, you know, whatever. But I think it would have been cool if as he went forward and went like this, Lex like took a step forward. And, yeah. went, and you know, almost a little bit of like, what, the, what are you trying that to, could have been cool. to do? And then boom. Also, yeah. I, I believe it was my stunt double when they crashed through the window. You know, oh, yeah. through the glass. It was my stunt double. Lex calls into town, leading Kawachi linguist to analyze what phrase Walden has burned into the ceiling. Clark confirms that the phrase is, the day is coming. Lex tries to get Clark to share more about what could be going on with Walden, especially since the symbols look like the ones burned on the barn. And he plays dumb. Clark plays dumb and turns down the invitation to help Lex solve this mystery. And uh, you could tell I like it because for a second, you know, it's definitely Clark. Lex is like, huh, okay. Like he's like, He's lying. He's a fucking freaking liar. <laughs> we find Walden back in the Kawachi Caves again, uses his energy beam to penetrate the walls, causing the Kryptonian symbols to light up and move around. They stop. He looks at a cave drawing, seems to have a clear understanding of what he must do next. By the way, I thought that was really good visual effects. It was cool. And and Dr. Walden, um, you know, Rob LaBelle. I wonder what's Rob LaBelle working on? R-O-B-L-A-B-E-L-L-E-L-A-B. No, it's yeah, yeah, L A B E L L E. He was really good in that scene. Wasn't like he just was. like just like the commitment in his face. He's like, I know this is weird. I'm I'm shooting beams out yeah. of my hand, but like his face was like he totally he, in he it. went with it. If you don't go yeah. for it, people will see right through it. 
It reminds me a little bit of Tony Todd from back in the day where his body was physically shaking. Like he was, he was really inhabiting it. You know, when I watched Tony Todd in that episode, Jitters, I remember going, wow, he's like crying in a scene. It's intense. But like every movie I've seen him in, like I think he has a tear duct thing because his eyes are always trying. They're always tearing up. You can get is, Botox for that, I think. What? Rob LaBelle's working. Uh, <laughs> he should. I mean, uh, a three-episode three arc in a CBS show called So Help Me Todd. So Help Me Todd. The Lost in Space Netflix thing. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's working. Good for you. He, he's around. He's doing stuff. He was in the movie Watchmen, which I don't Never saw it. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time. But time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not – I'm going to name drop, but I, went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued. And I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Shop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Chop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. Back at the town, Lana consoles Helen, who is stressed with wedding shiz. Helen flips the conversation around on Lana, trying to get her to share her concerns for Clark. Lana ponders whether or not that part, the part that Clark shares with her is enough, knowing there are parts that he keeps secrets. This causes Helen to wonder the same about You know, the funny, Lex, the, I like Lex. the way she plays the character. I can't tell if, if I like Helen or not. I mean, I'm supposed to like her because she's a doctor and all that, but she plays it very just... Ambiguous. No, 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 not not suspicious, but she just kind of 
I don't know. She kind of, I feel like she's following her own thing. She yeah. does a really good job. I think she's a little bit like, no, I think she's cautious. She's, um, because, you know, he used, to, he used to be a playboy. He's a billionaire. People can't trust the Luther. So she's got to kind of like, you know, put it to him and say, hey, you know, I don't know if this is right. Let him work at it. Let him work for her. You know, work to try and, and win her over. Helen heads back to the Luther Manor, digging through a file she finds on Martha Kent until she gets interrupted by Lionel, who admittedly is annoying the lady of the house. Before we leaving, need to see a pokes, lot of Lionel. Huh? We see a lot of Lionel. A lot of Lionel. In the next two episodes, He yeah. pokes at her for rummaging through Lex's office and then asks her, why are you marrying Lex? Which I think is really rude. That's like your best friend, even though I know it, but it's still his father, even though it's not his friend and he's an asshole. But like, it's like, it's like your friend at a party. It's like, why are you dating Rosenbaum? That's, that, you know, somebody, I'm sure they've said that before, but like, that's rude, man. Come on. You can, you're my friend. If I ever heard that, I'd be like, dad, I don't ever want to talk to you again. If that's how you, if you, if you're talking me down to like babes in search of Walden, Clark heads back to the caves again. God, we can't wait to get out of these Kawachi caves. I hated working in the caves, folks. Tom. Yeah. It's the worst set. And all they worst. played was dust in the wind every time we were on the set because there was so much dust. I used to sing, I close my eyes because only because the dust is getting inside of me. And no son of a preacher man. Yeah, everybody was a preacher. And also, the caves, yeah. the caves smelled like laundry that was left in the washer for a week. Oh, it just smelled like just like dogs pissed all over the bark. <laughs> in search of Walden, Clark's at the caves. While there, we get another scene with Lionel interrupting somebody as he asks Clark what he's up to. Lionel also notices that symbols in the wall have seemingly moved around after playing dumb to the idea of taking Lionel's keepsake key. Clark warns Lionel and Walden that Walden could be dangerous, so be careful. You know, there was a lot, you know, this is another thing where there's Clark in the damn cave again. Why is he here? That night, Lionel catches up with his son in the Luther office. Lionel tells him that Lex's restraining order to keep Lionel out of the caves has been rejected. Lionel is suspicious as he puts the dots together of Walden's disappearance and Clark's investigation. Just then, a very sweaty Dr. Walden barges into the office. He tries to rush him out, Lex does, but Lionel is adamant and he st stays and reveals what the walls say. Walden shares that the encryption says, the last sun will rule the planet. As music intensifies, Walden goes on to say that he believes that the last son is Clark Kent. I found, found this like, it's hard to believe because you kind of want that information not to get out because then it's just, isn't it feeding, uh, you know, fueling the fire? Because Lex already has suspicions of Clark. Lionel has suspicions of Clark. They're always, and now he says this. So why is it so like, wait, that's ridiculous, Clark. <laughs> it's just, it just made me go, man. It's two on the nose. I know it sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I, I didn't hate this episode at all. I didn't. Um, we'll get into that. Lex tells him that he's crazy. Lionel wants to hear him out. Walden goes on to say that he needs to kill Clark Kent before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't need to kill. Kill him. Hey, you kill the. What are you? What are you doing, Walden? He's just a kid. He's just a kid. Damn it, Jim. I'm just a doctor. Before Walden can shoot his penetrable beam of energy, he gets shot with a tranquilizer by the other doctor who is overseeing him. How does that doctor know Walden's there or where Lex lives or how does he get I the tranquilizer was, gun? I thought who it was knows? a Lex security guard. I didn't remember it was the doctor. I just didn't. I remembered he was a, the doctor in there. I remember because he had that red hair, kind of light red hair. I guess if you're looking for that guy, Metropolis is too far away. So let's check the first place where he probably goes, the Luther Mansion. Yep. He's always breaking in there. Yeah. If not, go to the caves. And if he's not there, then whoops, I'm screwed. Maybe he's in the graveyard. Everyone likes to go to the graveyard. As Clark is practicing his rehearsal dinner speech, he gets interrupted by Chloe, who stops by to share the news about Walden. Chloe asks Clark if he wants to join her investigating what's been going on for old time's sakes, but Clark says, I'm too busy. The two have an awkward back and forth, and then Chloe shares her frustration for how their relationship has changed. Has it changed that much? He's not paying a lot of attention to you. You're just his friend. He still likes you, but let it go. I'm not I'm not talking about this. I thought it would have been funny if Clark said to Lana, listen, I just spoke to Chloe, and it turns out friendships can fall apart even if you don't date. So <laughs> is anybody with me that Clark just should have looked at her in a very dry, wry, if you will, response and said, Chloe, yes, Clark, put an egg in your shoe and beat it. <laughs> All right. 
beat it. Lex leaves the scene in the office to attend the funeral. Pretty much. (laughs) Rehearsal dinner. Once he arrives, he wants a word with Clark, the sophomore, who's also his best man, who he also just learned that the doctor he hired wants to kill. Lex shares Walden's (laughs) warnings about Clark and how Lionel believes there is some truth to the madness that he was spouting. Mm. Later on, and for the third time in this episode, Lionel surprises someone from behind. That's all he does in this episode. This just time sort of it's Chloe. As we see her sadly going through the old prom photos of her and Clark. Oh my gosh. Sad Sally. It was sad, but I liked watching Allison and John act together. Oh yeah. They're I, both I think great. They're, they're fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I watched this and I liked the episode, but I had a lot of it just annoyed me, but I liked it. But it was just like, if you would have cut out about 10 minutes of crap and added some more cool stuff, you would have had a great episode. Well, it sounds like they did have to cut some time because Lionel is just appearing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just make, and he's not, he's not driving himself. So he's got someone driving around town. Yeah. Just to pop out of the shadows somewhere. <laughs> Lionel arrives to tell the good news of how Chloe will get a weekly column featured in the Daily Planet as she rejoices. He then tells her that he wants a full investigation of Clark Kent. Chloe's pissed that Lionel's trying to use her and tells him, shove it down your pants, Mr. Lionel Luthor. By the way, if I ever hear someone say Luthor, which they do, I, I just think mm. it just upsets me. It irks me, Ryan. It's Luther. <laughs> If you ever put Luthor in a movie, I won't watch it. Excuse me, are you Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor. That's it, man. It sounds more grounded, right? Someone, someone's going to call into the show and be like, you're wrong. Listen to this. Listen, listen to the word. Watch. Lex. Hi, I'm Lex Luthor. Hi, I'm Lex Luthor. Thank you. Lex Luthor sounds like you have three names, like your middle name is Lou and your last name is Thor. Luthor sounds like oh. you have a list. Hi, I'm Lex Luthor. I'm Lex Luthor. <laughs> We see Dr. Walden being transported to the hospital in an ambulance, even though they claim he'd been sedated for hours. We see him wake up because the ambulance discreet, uh, screeches to a halt, and then the light emits throughout. And back at the rehearsal dinner, we see Clark nervously giving a speech for Lex and Helen with tons of innuendo about how Lana needs to take a chance on him. As they, it's, it's really for him and Lana. It wasn't even for Lex. As they toast, Clark gets a blinding headache, causing him to head back home and search for the key. Clark arrives in his barn and finds Walden holding the key. As ominous music plays, Walden tells Clark that he needs to die. He blasts Clark through the barn doors, which was awesome, and begins to hand blast him. He needs to to hand blast. Oh, man, that's a good one. Thanks, Brass. Clark stops the attack by using heat vision to burn his shoulder. Walden attempts a second hand blast, but Clark uses super speed to avoid it. However, the doctor's blast hits a gas tank, causing a huge explosion and in turn killing himself. Tom, any info on this scene? It had a lot of cool stuff. Barn, wall, uh, tower explosion. I don't. You, you lifted charred body. I, 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 I don't really remember. Um, I did think it was interesting. We always did this thing where when, when characters would die, they would almost, it would be at their own demise. Um, you know, he he blows up the tank, so he dies. Clark doesn't do it. Um, I don't really remember doing this, strangely, because I'm sure it was on wires and everything. But it was it was definitely to me. Yeah. It was like one of the better scenes in the show. Um, it was also probably at three o'clock in the morning yeah. after a week of work. Those so. night shoots were brutal. You'd start yeah. at six p.m. and you get done at seven a.m. And then if you did it on a Friday night, your weekend was half a Saturday and Sunday, and then the next Monday morning, six a.m. Well, a lot of yeah. the action scenes were done at night. Was yeah. That, was that hard? It's always hard. Well, the thing when it, it does keep you awake because it's so active and things are blowing up. And But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather do action scenes at night than like a long dialogue scene. What would you rather, just, Tom, yeah. what would you rather do night shoots or be hand blasted? <laughs> Back at Luther Manor, Lex and Helen share a drink after the rehearsal party. Lex senses something up with his fiance and asks her to be honest with him. She then tells him that she found a file in Martha's medical records. Lex tells her that he paid off the DCA for it. Lex goes on to say that if she thinks he's capable of deceit, they shouldn't get married. Helen agrees, leaves the room immediately after Lex opens up a trap door and reveals that he is storing Clark Clark's vial of blood, unbeknownst to him that it's Clark's. Inside the Kent house, Martha and Jonathan reassure Clark that he is not a threat for mankind after he witnesses a man burn to a crisp. They go on to tell him that no matter what, they will be there for him. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. 
What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. During Walden's autopsy, Lionel shows up to see the results of what happened. The one odd thing about his death is that the palm of his hand is completely untouched, the skin intact and in the shape of an octagon with burn symbols branded into him, similar to those on the spaceship key. And then Lionel says, bring me the hand. Yeah, that was cool. We uh, There's a very small insert shot where the doctor's holding it. And you'll notice that Lionel's hand enters that insert shot. And that's very rare that you do that. A lot of times you isolate the insert shot so you can place it wherever you want. But the fact that John got his hand in there, I thought was unusual. Hmm. Later that same Probably night. boring, but unusual. No, it's, it's, a, it's a little, um, it's a note. It's a nice uh, note. Lana visits Clark in his loft. She tells him she liked his toast and eggs and apologized for acting so scary when it comes to their relationship. She throws care to the wind and the two share another kiss. However, this time we see Chloe in the background watching the whole thing, tears in her eyes, hand blasting. And Michael watching the episode going, come on. Uh, I get a real sense that this season has just been building the origin story of a villain arch for Chloe, arc for Chloe. Then think about that. And neither did the she writers. Seems to have a, have a, she seems to have a, a lot to be upset about. The episode ends with Clark ominously hearing, Carol, it's time. What was his accent? He was, like, he was very English. No, no. Sorry. Terrence Stamp? Kalel, it's time. I've got a story about Terrence Stamp. I think it was season three. It must have been season three because or four because we had the uh, Fortress of Solitude. But we were on set and one of the ADs came over and said, uh, oh, your father's here. I was like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, the guy who plays your father, Terrence Stamp. And I know who he is as an actor. He says, yeah, he's uh, he wants to meet you. I was like, yeah, of course. The guy's a legend. So I go over there and he's with his wife and he's like, you know, just hello, hello, um, nice to meet you. I, I was in town shooting something else and I wanted to just, you know, come by and meet, you know, my son. And it's like, oh, that's so endearing. He goes, where's that, where's that fortress set? And I was like, oh, it's right next door because it's right next to Luther Mansion where we were shooting. And we walk over and he kind of just looks at it and he goes, wow, thank you. And no goodbye, just walked off. Thank you. And that was it. And I was like, all right, that's how they do it. And I went back to work and he found his way out. I don't, it was... Don't you find it funny that his wife's name's Post? Oh, uh, it didn't. No, I mean Post Stamp. No, are you serious? No. <laughs> oh God, Post Stamp. Come on. Uh, the episode ends with Clark ominously hearing "Kalel, it's time," and then he enters the cellar, and we get hit to with a, hit with a "to be continued." This is the second time we've seen this. The first was in the season one finale, Vortex. All right, all right, all right. Interesting things of note. Terrence Stamp, who plays Jarell in this show, also played Zod in Superman 2, 1980. There you go. And also in Superman the movie, 1978. In the freshly repaired torch, Chloe's new flat screen computer appears to be an example of product placement. A gateway oh. computer replaces her iMac. David Lewis plays Dr. Marcus in this episode. He later played the jeweler, Macy. In the season eight episode, committed. Do are you guys surprised when it went to to be continued? Uh, I didn't realize it was going to be that way. It surprised me. Now it's time for the hotline. Talkville hotline. All right, we're going to go to the top tier 
uh, patron, patron privilege. We're going to go right into it with Kristen B. Let's hear what Kristen B has to say about, uh, I can't wait to hear. In the episode Calling, we first hear the voice of Jarrell, played by Terrence Stamp, who also played Zod and Superman 2. During your time on Smallville, did you ever get to meet or work with Terrence in person? Thank you. Yeah, Tom just said that. Um, you didn't know that, but yeah, he 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 did. But you didn't get to work with him. That was you just met him that one time, right? Yep. He just stopped by to say hello. That's awesome. But not good and not goodbye. I never. Yeah, and not a goodbye. <laughs> Raj, our good buddy Raj. Thanks, Kristen B. We love you, Raj. This better be good, Raj. I know it's going to be like you know. Watch. Hey, in this episode, we get to see Clark give the best man speech at the rehearsal dinner. So I was curious if any of the three of you have ever been the best man at a wedding. And if so, tell me about your process for getting the speech together and getting ready to deliver it. Nope. (laughs) I was in Tom's first wedding. Um, uh, Best man. Yeah, I was the best man at my brother Adam's wedding. That's right. I was the best man at my brother Adam's wedding. And he's been, you know, it's the only time I've ever been best man and his marriage has lasted. It's still lasting. I think I think that was the only one I was the best man in. Thank God. I don't want that responsibility. Or leave your house. But I gave a speech and it was uh I wrote a um a song. I played a song. A funny song, like with lyrics to like their life and who they are. I believe that or it was either that or a poem, but it might have been a song. Uh here we go. Brian. Brian, here's a question. Hey, gents. It's uh, Brian C., a Patreon from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, the scene where Clark is blown to the barn wall by Dr. Friedrich, um, it looks like a, in his new powers, it looks like a practical effect. This question is for Tom. Were you on set to see the explosion, or was this done via CGI, if you remember? Uh, thanks again, guys. Loving the podcast. Well, two things. One is, and Michael, you don't know this, but I believe it's in January, there is a small Comic-Con in Albuquerque that we're looking to go to because we have family there and might make a little fun trip out of it. So maybe we'll see you there, bud. Uh, number two, usually when they exploded things, I made a point not to be there because it's dangerous. And uh, there's a story that happened that where they blew something up and there were, you know, everybody was a safe distance away, um, but uh, somehow a battery had gone flying and like took out the crew member, like killed him. Oh and my so- God. I, I remember hearing that story. So when they blew stuff up, I was way far away usually just because like one, I got to take a break and, you know, something. But yeah, safety is a, is a big thing. Bring, I bet this one's for Ryan. Hi, this is Kurt from Chicago. I think this is a really great episode. It almost feels like it's uh, a season finale, like part one. But anyways, do you guys know this is technically the first kiss between Lana and Clark where they are both conscious and not under any kind of spell or influence? Wow, I did not know that. Weird wound Where stuff. they're both conscious. Conscious. There was I, something there was something special about it. It felt special, the kiss itself. Did you do you remember the feeling you had when you kissed Kristen? I mean Was it I professional don't work or were you kind of excited? Like, wow, I'm finally getting to kiss Lana. This is cool. Yeah. I mean, there is an excitement about it because it's it's new for for both characters and actors and it's a big moment and stuff like that. Yeah. Were you conscious of your breath, making sure your breath was really good? I mean, I, I'm sure I didn't make a point for it to be bad like you, like you have, but, um, <laughs> like <laughs> not true. an onion sandwich before the makeout scene, oh but God. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Audra. 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 I want to name my child Audra. Audra. I will say that with a lot of the kissing scenes, historically, and makeout scenes, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about, all right, what are you looking for from the camera? Cause when we're gonna do it, let's do it and do it right, as opposed to like, oh, that was great, but your head was on the wrong side and the light wasn't on, and we just have to keep doing this. And it's like, oh come on. Yeah. I'm gonna let you know in the 
scene, I think it's the next episode where you're making out under a tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just opens up her mouth. <laughs> Chris is like, oh! You guys just start mauling each other. I'm like, good Lord in heaven. I, saw that. <laughs> I mean, these were these were some deep ones too. I mean, they, they, were they, some... they lingered on that shot for mm. what felt like forever. Man. Hey guys, this is Audra from Louisiana. Um, I was just wondering, did you guys find yourself cheering on your characters like you are reading a book, like you're invested in it, or is it more detached and just work? For example, I thought, yay, they finally kissed. And then Lana drops the bomb on him that it might have been a mistake. I would have wanted to read ahead in the script and see what would happen next for them. Um, maybe well, that's if, just us because we're watching it and so invested in it. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Audra, if, if Michael had read the scripts, um, <laughs> uh, I, w- I find myself rooting for Clark. I feel like my, I feel like I'm rooting for everybody, actually. I, you know, even I'm the, figuring even stuff out. I'm watching yeah. and I'm going, all right. Um, sometimes I'm a little, more, for me, it's more about like going, eh, I could have been a little better there. Or, you know, okay, that was okay. But really, it's about seeing what happens because i don't really remember anything so it's all new to yeah. me so i'm like oh what, how does this and sometimes i'll go oh okay that was worked out really nicely or sometimes i'm like oh that was forced like the wedding here's john 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 hey michael tom this is john from yorktown new york my question is for tom this episode clark gives the best man speech to lex and i think it's really good um i have a best man speech in june and i was wondering if i could have permission to maybe take a couple of lines thanks tom thanks mike yeah i, I think you thing. could use a couple of lines of that probably but i will say this when, when you tell people like oh my god you write things like no i got it from smallville they're gonna be like oh my god what is wrong with you uh, i will say this i forgot you know our good buddy santiago yeah did I show you this last time? Santi. Did I? I just want to show it again because Santiago made this. He's making me some bus because he made you one too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I have it now. Um, JP just, when I picked him up the other day, gave it to me. Um, I haven't opened it. I'll open it in the next episode, I guess, for us. It's just still in the box. Yeah, it's so good. Um, it's so good. He's making me you some know, one of the, You know, the other thing with, 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 your, with Lex's fiance, you know, Lana wants Clark to be honest and he's, and he's not. And finally, Lex does the opposite and he loses out in the whole relationship yeah i think um i that's why that to me that was good writing because he's like you know what if i ever want to be in a relationship if i ever want to give myself if i ever want somebody to love me for who i am they need to see everything and the fact that most men would not do that most men would say i didn't cheat i absolutely didn't cheat but you know those that say i'm not gonna lie to you i i i did it's i'm not saying cheating's right but whatever it is you know, because it is cheating is lying and cheating. You're very, you know, they run parallel because they're, you know, when you lie to someone, you're deceiving them. Um, but I just feel like the fact that he stepped up and was like, I did do this. And I know you probably hate me and look at me, but I'm telling you because I care about you and I want to change and I want you to help me change and be the man that you want. And I thought that was pretty dope. So I'll just say that. Um, International folks, Caesar has a question. Because this and the series finale feel very intertwined, did you film both of them back to back or simultaneously? I'm sure we shot like for certain scenes. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I'm sure we kind of shot. Remember, if we're at the barn, I don't know. I don't know. Tom, you you could answer this. I would I would say that we probably shot them back to back because what happens is in order to shoot simultaneously, you really need the same director to do both episodes yeah, because they, from a guild standpoint, yeah. and they don't want to pay two directors to be there at the same time. So um, separate separate issues, that one. But we probably just, just shot them back to back. But cost effective wise, um, you know, if you're at a location that warrants sort of like, hey, this is expensive. We're only here for a day. We got to shoot from the, the next episode. We got to shoot that. And there's certain yeah. times that that does happen. All right, Jeanette. Having grown up with a lot of verbal and physical affection, why do you think Clark doesn't return it to others the same way? Well, because he thinks that if people knew the truth, that they would ostracize him. That's that's why. Yeah. You know, um, all right. Rosenbaum rating system. Tom, what are you going to give now, Calling, the second to last rating. episode of season two? I I thought it was good. I, I There's a lot of talky scenes, a lot of talking. But I thought it moved all the characters along. I'm going to give it two roses. Ryan. Ryan, don't just because he said two. No, I was going to say two. You were. Yeah. You liked it. Yeah, I did. I, I Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
based on on the Tom rating system, which is like if you uh, if you're going to show this person an episode of Smallville, like like a random person an episode of Smallville, like this is a good example of what it is. I would say. See, Michael likes the episode, but he doesn't want to give it two roses. That's right. right. That's, that's right. My, my liking it was a rose and a half. I liked it. Somebody said, hey, what'd you think? I, like, oh, I liked it. I, I, I'm not embarrassed by it. It's good. There's some really good stuff. So I'll give it a, a rose and a half. Death and save count. How many people got saved? How many died? One dead. You know who that was? Death and save count. Walden. Correct. Walden blasts himself. Hand blasts himself. He does. Zero saved. Should we get a t-shirt say hand blast with Walden just doing this? Look, Tom. He's like this. Oh, my God. Walden's face and his hand out like that. And it says hand blast. You just got hand blasted. <laughs> Bryce, can we please make one? That's genius. People will love that. If not, I'll buy all of them. Will they? <laughs> they will. We might want to take a poll on that one. <laughs> I bet you'd like to take a poll to that one. Through 22 episodes, season two, 27 dead, 34 saved, 57 dead in the series, 69 saved. Ryan's favorite scene. Mm. I can hear the music playing. Can you? Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite scenes. Uh, one, the big old smooch at the beginning. Uh, two, Walden fight. Where? Where? What Walden fight? Uh, Clark the fighting farm. Walden in the barn. Okay. And scene three, send me the hand. Send me the oh, hand. Oh, the Lionel. The hand. I thought you were going to pick two smooch scenes. That make us really it was, it was a lot of it was a, it was a lot of smooching. But I'm, I'm no, gonna, I picked the first one because there was Chloe wasn't at the end. Of I'm going to say the fight with Clark and and Walden. I like the hand because I like it because I like. All right, fine. What is, what is it, Ryan? Yeah, uh, Walden. Uh, just because that was like that was his last hurrah. The fight. Yeah, the fight. Oh, yes, I won again. Um, I thought I, but yeah, the Lionel thing was so dark. I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Send yeah. me the hand. And the doctor's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know what I mean. Guys, that's it for the episode. Um, you know, I like when all these stories are intertwined. I like when there's a lot going on. Cut the Chloe crap triangle. But other than that, there's, you know, it amps it up. You want to see what happens. And that's why I think shows are successful when you want it, when you like, what's what's going to happen? I have to see that. I had, it's, like, it's called a cliffhanger for a reason. And so I think that's really important. And, um, I enjoyed this one. I, I enjoyed the performances. Um, you know, Annette, John, Welling, you were really good. I mean, there's some really good stuff in there. Um, and I think your performance. I keep thinking. I think your performance is fantastic in the next one, which we'll get into soon. Um, big shout out to my boy Joe Spina helping me on merch today. Um, and to wrap it up, Patreon.com/slash Talkville. Become a patron. Help the show. Do whatever you can. We love you. Yep. We need you. It's you that uh, we're doing the show. You, we're doing it for you. Um, Talkfieldpodcast.com to get cool, sweet merch. And um, follow us on our handles and all that stuff. And thanks, boys. I also want a Ryan shirt. I think that we should have a Ryan shirt. A Ryan shirt? Like, it should just have a p- Ryan's face, like as a cartoon, just like very simple. <laughs> and then it's underneath it should say, and, with his hand doing this. <laughs> like what? And then it says Ryan's favorite scene. Ryan's favorite scene. And it says like he's like, hmm. <laughs> RFS. I think that would be pretty cool. Um awesome. or, or something or something of Ryan's face where you just can tell that he's shaking his head. Yep. <laughs> Look, that's it for now. Uh stick around next week. We, we close out season two of Smallville with the finale. The finale. Yeah. Season two Exodus. We're gonna take the discussion online right now. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or at Talkville Pod. Show your support for the podcast as we talked about. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Become a patron. Tom, we have to do a Smallville or a, a, a Patreon uh, Zoom with all the top tier patrons. We have to schedule that. Okay. We really right. do because we love them and, and we'll have fun. They're great. If you want more info like merch on the show uh, or hotline numbers and all that stuff, it's all in the descriptions. Bryce does a fantastic job. Bryce, you always make it really interesting. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for listening to us and uh, spread the word. We'll see you in some cons. We'll be at some cons coming up all throughout the summer. Get there. Let's party. Smallville nights, events. Yeah. And always remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. And what would we do without our patrons? Tom is in the air flying right now, but I'm going to give you guys a shout out and I hope you could, I hope I'm enough this time, but Tom will be back. Don't worry. Patreon.com slash Talkville and uh, become a patron, support the podcast. We need you. We really need you. If you want this show to continue, we need you. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Leah S, Little Lisa Thomas, the leaf blower. Sophie M, we just met all these guys on uh, the Talkville Zoom. It was like an hour and a half Zoom. And I, afterwards, I was like, I wonder if Tom thought it was too long. And he's like, dude, that was great. I had so much fun. And and I did too. I, I had so much fun talking to you guys. And we'll do another Zoom for sure. <clears throat> Lee asked Little Lisa, I said, Thomas the Leaf Blower, Sophie M, Betsy D, ABP, Ray H, Karen Apple M, Danielle B, 99 more, Leilani. N, Brett G, always hold on to Smallville, Estevan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Tom N, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, Lana rhymes with banana, W, Nancy D, it's Nancy Davis, in case you didn't know, Tom Welling, that's a little inside to Nancy, Brian G, Sarah W, Amanda R, Teddy127, Michael P, Ryan R, Jordan M, Hillary B, Randy B, Craig G, Christy R, Karen P, Derek G, Jarrell, Heather, and Greg, Nico P, I made Smallville say butts. I met the butts family too. Love. Brian H, what up, dude? Care. Eric K, Eric K, Eric K. How are you, Eric? Clark's mom. Kristen B, Craig C, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Darth Achilles. Finky. What up, Finky? Old Finkelstein. Tamara H, Mickey, Taylor's version, Mickey Taylor. Uh, Stephen F, damn. Who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston 68. We met Tommy Z, Boston the other night. Ken K, Isabel, Corey L, Ivy and Sam, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K, Jesse C, Lumberjack, Claire M, D Brown, Joshua W, Alice, be kind, always rewind. Be kind, please rewind. Karen Era M, I got it right. Thank you. Eldon Supremo, Leslie V, Tatiana S, Robert G, McBurts, Ginger Moose, Christoph S, Katie B, Michelle M, Drew, Brittany S, Marisol P, Veronica Q, Sebastian F, Cheryl Cranky at H, S C H, Cheryl Cranky H. Are you cranky, Cheryl? Matthew and Lincoln B, what up, boys? David G, Carol B, the Coopers, Mary and Louise L, CGO, Piaz Detz Ya Yeblin, Piaz. That's Yayablin. Sun Speaker Kelly Kell, Nikki L, Bernardo S, and Shannon Fofanin M. Uh, that made me smile. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for being here with me. Hopefully, we'll do more and more seasons. And um, always hold on to Smallville. We'll see. You. I have a little allergy in my eye. If you see red or lotion on it, don't tell me about it. We'll see you next week. <laughs>